0: O T
1: B AM
0: I was really triggered. We don't want Johnny Sexton having any part of any Netflix curse ahead of the World Cup. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 730 on the OTB Sports app. Off the ball daily.
1: And we're back. We've a big hour of National Football uh, League action coming up now. I'm delighted to be joined by former Donegal star Brendan Devenny on the line to look back at Donegal's big win over Kerry at the weekend. Brendan, how are you?
0: Uh, the very best, mate. Keeping good. I just got the kids to bed and the the usual panic, and uh, we're 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 there again. Now. The hard work
1: is done. You can relax now. You can <laughs> ch- chill out, chill out for the night well, now. I-
0: Anybody knows me, I'll be saying this man doesn't work hard. But uh, you know what the problem is when you get invested in your kids' playtime. Because I'm a kid myself, sometimes that can be a problem in the evening. There, but anyway, <laughs> when you're after a big feed of curry there, and then you're jumping about in the couch, I would listen anyway. It, it's done,
1: and they're, they're they're really bad tired now. I nearly have to scratch it myself after this week. <laughs> never lose that childish innocence, Brendan. I can tell you that. <laughs> never lose, never lose it. Um, I presume Brendan as a you know a brilliant forward back in the day yourself. Paddy, Macri- Paddy McBrearty's clutch point at the end. Like, I presume the hair is standing on the back of your neck watching something like that.
0: Oh, a massive. Um, I, can't, I can't remember being as excited about a league game, particularly a first league game and so, so long. I've never seen a build up anything like this. And Patrick O'Toole himself he had a very quiet game, you know. Um, he missed a free uh, halfway through that half, which he normally would pop over easily, but he hadn't any real sh- shots and goal. And you can forgive anybody for that. But it's as if, you know, come with her and, and, and that we give-go that you need to do with that packed defence that he just found that bit of room, the bit of experience. And it was something about as he was lining up in that famous left peg of his, you know, and it just about got over the bar. But I, as he hit the ball, I could feel the headlines coming in, you know, for the... For the new captain Mike. But you know The backstory to this Was, was unbelievable I mean Okay Kerry Five of all Donegal Five of the last team That started in, in the championship You know Donegal gave five Five debutants But that has nothing Got to do with What's been happening In Donegal You know Since Declan Bono's departure There was a big gap then uh, uh, when De- Declan called time There was a massive gap then About who was coming in The rumour mill was, was going crazy And, and it, it actually Got a bit toxic then Around you know Who wants the job And And you know, when the guys come in then, there was even more trouble then around numbers of training, guys that weren't necessarily committing. You know, if you look at the... Shane the, the and Niall O'Donnell, don't like they're going to be a part of it this year. And I know Niall is a bit of an injury. I you know Patter Morgan's in London. He hasn't committed yet, you know. And there, there's three. Of course, Michael Murphy retires. Neil McGee retires. You know, two two of our best ever. you know, Michael, your captain. So you're thinking about, you know, when a new manager comes into a team, you might have a few ho- hoops to jump through or a few things to get right. You know, on top of that, Injuries to some of your best players, uh, and and you're just looking at this Donegal team thinking what's going to happen uh, on the day. And when they were one sixty three down, you know after about twenty five minutes, you thought these this is a this is a nightmare for 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 Paddy Carr and his crew. But from that seven points in a row, and um, you know either side of of the half, put Donegal on the in a great position, and the home crowd got behind him in that. And as I say, it just fed under this uh, this brilliant thing in, in Balbafe, the record. And um, Kerry, listen, missed a few opportunities, lost her shape at the start of the second half in particular. But but they rated that, and they had enough good players on the pitch. Uh, to, to think that they could have went on at least got a point out of the game but I think from, from Donegal's perspective it's a massive two points uh, at home they they have three league games uh, at home this year and four away so it's, it's going to be a difficult league
1: It finished obviously 13 points to 1-9 uh, I think Kerry only lost one game last year, I think that was a meaningless league game against Tyrone so they're already behind the eight ball a small bit but Paddy Carr would have been behind the eight ball a small bit too. You know, the pessimism maybe you talk about, the protracted, uh, you know, filling the managerial hot seat, Michael Murphy retiring, as you say, players opting out. This is exactly what he needed to kick-start the reign, isn't it, realistically? And particularly in Division 1, which is so cut, so cutthroat, to get off to a good start, to have two points on the board. Look at the counties that don't have two points on the board. So I'd imagine he was a pretty happy man. Now, saying that, you have to uh, you have to move on fairly quickly. They have Tyrone next weekend, they have to travel there. But it's the perfect start for him.
0: Brilliant start for him. And, uh, you know, if he's so, like, talking to him after the game, that he's so softly spoken. That I can't see, uh, and he said straight away, listen, if we had lost that by a point, I would have been so proud of lads. And it was a brilliant thing to say. I thought it was a great quote because he realised that that game was on an knife edge. You know, particularly with minutes counting down, uh, say with the five minutes ago, Donegal were a point up, Kerry had three brilliant chances and he missed them all The equalise. And at that point, the subs had come on to him and given him a, more energy. Donegal were hanging on a small bit. At that point, they got the equaliser and then Sam McBurdy kicked the winner. But, you know, some of the performances that that Paddy, you know, you you, you talk about a new guy coming in and with so many experienced players out, you know, that your go-to players, you know, your own bands, Ryan McHugh's, you know, Langans, uh, Kieran Thompson, you know, all these players out, you're thinking, right, who's going to step up? So they from nowhere, debutant, Keelan McCoggan, man of the match, had three unreal points. You know, uh, Connor O'Donnell, uh, again, had three brilliant points in the game too. One was left foot was remarkable when the carry defence more or less were like, you're out right on your left, you know, we're going to wait for you to come inside and he just curls the ball over the bar. And I think another player has to has to get a mention is, is uh, Daryl Boyle who was completely out of favour in Declan Boner's time. You know, Paddy made him captain against Down in the McKenna Cup which was very interesting and just shows the new management comes in. You know, players can stand up but, you know, going into that game, you know, we were doing a bit of commentary before, and Oshin Kelly said to me, you know, can, can you can you predict it? And I said, it's, it's, it's impossible to see. But what you did see in the game was Donegal respond to being being, being almost out of the game in the first half, and they really rallied. And, and I suppose you're talking about Paddy Carr. That must be massively pleasing for him because already now he has that bit of a buzz in the group, you know, and training will be good this week leading into Tyrone.
1: I know uh, Paddy McBerty had a quiet game, maybe, coming up to that kick at the end. But how important is it for someone like him to stand up in a moment like that when a game is there to be won and the new faces you were talking about, the likes of on McCong- and a few other guys, new like there weren't, you know, as many familiar faces as we would know or, you know, uh, that we'd know well from Dunny Galls. So how important is it now in Michael Murphy's absence that guys almost stick their chest out and take the responsibility on?
0: Well, yeah, and, and Patty's been been throwing back some lines about that. They've really been impressed with this because I, I think in his interview pre the start of the league, people were saying that it's going to be a tough league, tough league, and he he's like, well, we we want to excel excel in the league, we want to go and beat everybody. And I actually loved his talk, you know, and he, he he's been asked a few questions about about taking on the captaincy and about the Donegal team as it stands, and there's no nonsense from him, you know, which is which is really encouraging. And I, I suppose it's a great mental strength. He's our last tie back to the to the great 2012 team, uh, uh, playing corner forward that day, and I suppose. He's been there and seen it all now. And I suppose this irreplaceable stature figure that Michael Murphy was, you know, as the young lads is coming through, you say five debutants the team, and every one of them played their part at, 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 in, in the victory over Kerry. But if they're going to look to somebody to talk, who now is the most respected and senior man in there? It was, it has to be McBertie. So, so it's massive for him. And then, as I say, because... I think sometimes you can see that in the full forward line. You can be out of the game a bit. It, it quite often be a thing where you have to show maybe one of three, kick a free. But there was this doesn't carried a full full back line from all Ireland on. So it was a difficult prospect inside, particularly uh, um, uh, for a full forward line. And Jimmy Brennan found it slowly going for a while, but he really commanded it in the second half. But I say, what, what does it matter really when you kick the one in points? You know, that's all we remember. You, you talk about <laughs> it's funny how. You, in our game of GA, you know, you, you, there's point for points in there. There's some brilliant scores, but what really counts was McBurdy's one. So as I say, it's gr- it's great for him because I think that's one could have been. There's many reasons that Michael Murphy stepped away, uh, Mick. But uh, I, I think that um, one of the big ones was probably that he set the tone and the tempo uh, all day, every day. And if he thought that maybe wasn't in his army anymore, it might have been just a thing that he he didn't want to be involved in. There's no doubt he could have played. So for Patrick. To, to kind of kneel two points on the board. It's great for him in terms of
1: I suppose his leadership now as well going forward. On McBurdy's performance, it's funny, you, you are only one ball away from playing well, particularly if it's, if it's at the end of a game. You're only one you know one positive thing with the ball away from, from winning a game. And just Anthony Miles was talking earlier on in the week on, on OTBAM about Patrick McBurdy's, you know, change of role, shall we say like probably a lifelong corner forward, particularly at county level, and maybe adapting to have to play that full forward role. Would you have even seen that much in your own career? They are two different positions. I know sometimes teams might only have one inside or they might only have two inside but there's a massive difference, say, from McBearty's point of view, playing at the edge of the square or predominantly at the edge of the square, maybe compared to being out in the corner where you're maybe only going to get one in three balls. Whereas if you're in around the edge of the square, you know, you should be getting the bulk of the balls are going to come down in the middle. Would you have had anything like that in your own career? And it's probably going to take a few games for Patrick to settle into as well.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think yeah, you're right. Um, there are two different roles. If you go back to when there was a time when that used to be, I mean, when he first came on the scene, um, you know, you, it, it was always two inside, uh, Probably just coming to the end of that time, and he would have been probably the player came out a bit much, and then Michael would have rotated in that. But my, Patrick was just an undoubted star. You remember he played for minor and senior in, in the one day uh, in Jim's first year, which is an amazing thing to do. You think of the athletic ability of the boy at that stage. And uh, we were just like, wow, here comes another huge talent on the back of having Murphy in there and Call McFadden. But I think for him at club and at underage level and everywhere he went, uh, schools, college, whatever, he was the main man inside. And I think it took him a while to adjust to the fact that he was, you know, certainly third in the last compared to McFadden and uh, Murphy. And McFadden kicking freeze as well. Which meant it took, I suppose, Patrick a while to kind of be the main man. And I think once he did, he was always a central player, and that's where he'd where he'd be for his club. And I think he rebels in that. And it's interesting you make that point because him and um, Murphy could never play well together um, for whatever reason. Um, I, I, I and I just think it's I think Patrick just likes to be right. I'm the full forward. I'm the go-to guy. I kick the frees, uh, particularly the left-footed ones. He loves that responsibility. Rebels in it. So I think it suits him um, to to be in that position.
1: Just the word Brendan on Jack O'Connor uh, wasn't particularly happy after the game. He just made a point that Donegal had a point there that was blatantly wide. I mean, everyone understand. You saw that, did you? Um, I would have said there was a definitely a very debatable Kerry point at one stage yes. as well. But yes. if if you're if you're a Kerry uh, player or a Kerry supporter. Surely you're you're happy that Jack is fighting tooth and nail at this stage for a point in the league. You know it's kind of a, a statement of intent. He probably knows uh, how difficult it's going to be to pick up points in this league. It is a it's probably not a bad thing. Like if he was just letting it rub off his shoulder and it wasn't a big deal, there'd be maybe a sense that some complacency would set in. But he was uh it was that was definitely stuck in his craw after.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Listen, he's a winner. Come um, commander the season, so so well last year as he said you know not, not coughing up any games except for that last one and I think only conceding that one goal uh, throughout that that whole run and, and it, it was something I suppose that you know you probably seen uh, that narkiness was more probably that he, he knew that Kerry had enough to at least get a point and he'd be happy to go down the road going we got a point and listen he's a coach you look at the stars we all know obviously the Rathmore the, the faster boys and that gone and and you know, Sean O'Shea and, and Boise Gardner. Of course, listen, when you have all those players, do you say then that that uh, it's an easier job? So I think in many ways, maybe he looked at that going, you know, I'm threadbare here. I'm going to put together a tactic, tactical team. I'm going to bring all my subs at the right time, which I think he did. And I'm going to do enough to win this match. And I think maybe maybe it was a wee mini challenge for him after maybe this success that they swept uh, last year. So I think that's what it was, you know, if you if you're someone that's complaining about a, a potential wide point in the game, the gets it's irrelevant because unless it's the last kick of the game or that you can never call into question what was what. And as you said, there it was definitely wide because that was the opposite side to where he was on this near post on our side where, where we were doing the commentary from. So so listen, that was a definite wide as well. But but I, I think what more I'd say his frustration was that in that period when when were chasing down the one point lead the Donegal's with time closing in they missed three simple opportunities and I was think that's probably more where his frustration was coming out
1: Can I just ask you Brendan as a forward I wonder what your perspective is As the, the roving keeper it looks like it's here to stay but there was definitely you know Rory Begum was probably caught out in the Monaghan game uh, Brendan McCall was dispossessed in the Donegal game Carlo got a, a goal against Wicklow in Division 4 as well where do you stand even as a forward on that is the risk worth the reward and as, as a forward would you love to be facing that trying to get play a game of chicken with a keeper trying and show him a pocket of space and then cut down the space I,
0: w- I would love to be like those that Monaghan and, and, and uh, Kerry goes kicking the ball into the empty net that's not a, <laughs> that's not a bad scenario uh, listen Listen, from a Donegal perspective, obviously, Sigmund, because something similar happened to us, of course, at the end of the Championship last year. The same two players... And uh, I suppose just another word, listen, on Patton, I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, these cake are absolutely phenomenal. Of course, if the short cake outs are people want to take it and work it. And particularly as Donegal were feeling their game, way into the game at that stage. But I mean, of all things, again, go back to poor Patty Carey, must be thinking, well, Lord God, what is going on here? I mean, I give away bloody goal when when we we're, we're, were already chasing the game a small bit in the first half. But listen, they responded well. But this roving keeper, um. I don't know, it's strange. All the keepers out there were like, listen, we want to be out and part of the game and come out doing this and that. And they're more involved. And, you know, maybe that's great from one perspective, but it just upsets the flow of the game. Listen, I was at a Seagerson game the other night and the keeper was coming out. It was uh, Jordanstown against uh, UCD and the keeper coming out for all the kickouts and that. And it just seemed to unbalance things a bit. I, I don't know, I, I can't say that I like it, you know. Um, but listen, I just think from Begin's perspective and, and Patton that they're so good, that if, if, no, I'm not blaming Patton for the goal, such McCool had the ball in one hand, he should have held on to it tighter. It was a wet day and blah, 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 first game. But I just, looking at some of Patton's kickouts, they were almost within a couple of inches of, of a carry man getting a hand on it and straight under a Donegal boy's chest. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's unreal. You would think sometimes it was he lucky, but he does it that often, that he's just that good. But certainly, like for, for Vinnie Corey as well and, and his started at Monaghan, you know, that, that was probably the deciding. The thing that gave Armagh the the push to win the game. So that's very disappointing from him in his first home game as well. So, listen, I suppose Monaghan Donegal fans would would be happy for for the keeper to try and clip the ball out the wing or go long and and gain possession from that because at least you have a chance to defend it then.
1: Just lastly, from a Donegal point of view, going forward, Brendan, can they kick on from this? I'm sure you're hoping that they're going to be able to kick on and, you know, get the at least the five or six points that are needed to stay up in Division One and potentially push on. But there, I'd be a bit fearful that that could be a slight false dawn, but because you're going to need to back it up week after week after week now. Yeah,
0: listen. Realistically, you know, it's still a squad that's very threadbare. Look at the drone team. The last day, they had a good side out. I mean, they're three points up and they got that goal. Darren McCurry slips in. If they go six points up, listen, the Bayerners are going to win that game. And now all the abuse, and I was just thinking about the management. you know, the different people that just from game one, whatever it is about game one, it seems to almost like people are like, that's us for the season. I was in room on the Monday, uh, yesterday, and people were saying, oh, there might need to be a change. I was like, here, come on, come on. You go and beat us next week. And, you know, everything's back to some level of normality. So, listen, that's a very difficult game. That's a hard and uh, a top throne, even, as I say, all the Ireland Championship a couple of years ago. They have the majority of that team out. We don't have the majority of our team. So a massive, massive test for the lads. Maybe in some ways, you know, if they're targeting their three home games, if they won them, think six points, will stay up. That could be the thing. You know, you have Tyrone, Durgaard, Monaghan away after that. They're back-to-back away games. So if they could get a one out of either of them, it would set them in fantastic, uh, a fantastic state for it to go. And I think just how teams are playing now, everyone's playing a bit of a blanket defence. It does allow teams to play a bit and allows teams to grow under the game because everybody gets a touch of the ball. You know, you're on with them just talking about them five debutants and that, you know, used to be years ago you, you were a debutant. Sometimes you're one-on-one and it could go against you or, or the game could pass you by or the pressure is Whereas Now, everybody gets to you touch the ball and gets into the game. And I think that'll suit this Donegal team as they, as they kind of mould themselves into a force. And as these players come back, uh, I think Donegal will get better and better. So if they were to pick up a, a one against their friends in Tyrone uh, uh, on Sunday, it we, would be massive and would
1: set them up for the rest of the league. It'll be spicy, don't out much like your curry. So you go and let that curry digest, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll chat again. Thanks a million, Brennan. Cheers, Jack like, No more about Just fly through the other Division One results really, really quickly. Uh, so last weekend also saw victories for Roscommon a great win for Davy Burkside, three eleven to Tyrone's one twelve. Armagh had a two point victory over Monaghan, one fourteen to one twelve, and Mayo and Galway drew an epic uh, up in McHale Park on Saturday evening. Uh, Gaelic football coverage and off the ball is in partnership with AIB. Proud spot. Of the football hurling and camogie All Ireland Club Championships, check out hashtag the toughest for more.